Hello, everyone. This is Jim Moran on the Catching Fire podcast. Uh, we have an exciting edition of Leadership Uncensored with Muhammad and Jim. Muhammad's here with me. How you doing, Muhammad? I'm very good, Jim. I'm very, very happy to have you here again. Because let me tell you this one. I like our discussions. And on top of all of this, in the past weeks and months, when we stopped speaking together and making this sub-series together, a lot of people sent me and said, hey, where's Jim? And why you are not making these uh, episodes together anymore? So I I'm very happy and excited to have you here, as much as I'm sure a lot of people will be also excited uh, when they listen to this episode. Yeah, I love our, our chats together. It's uh, Monday morning here in uh, Ohio, 8 a.m. And anybody that knows me knows that I love Mondays. Um, I'm kind of weird like that, but uh, I plan all my favorite things on Mondays. So I look forward to Mondays, and um, which is why we're doing this podcast, because um, I always look forward to recording these and hearing your insights. Um, and I'm really excited about today's as well, because uh, you know we have a list of topics that we, we think we might want to discuss. And this one really caught my attention. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun topic, but I also am kind of unprepared to, to hear your uh, side of it. And it, you know, is why leaders are weak. And I think it's going to be a really fun topic um, and exciting. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you mean by that and then sharing my ideas as well. I was sure that this title will will be will ignite your curiosity. That's why in our shared file, when I was writing it, I didn't put a lot of details in order to surprise you live on air with the content of this episode right now. And this is exactly what you wanted, by the way, because you told me directly, uh, hey, by the way, let's discuss it directly for the first time live because I want also to be surprised about the topic of this episode, as you said a while ago. So I'm, I'm preparing our audience this episode uh, will be not easy, not fluffy. Uh, we have to put the things as they are in front of everyone in order that we really improve leadership and team performance and culture inside companies. And I hope that this episode can be the starting point to do something like this. The topic of this episode, as you said right now, or the question is uh, that I was posing, or the title is Why Are Leaders Weak? At least that's the title that we were putting in the file. Maybe when we release the episode, it will have another title. but that's what we're speaking about. And let me ask you a question, Jim, before I answer or I speak about what's in my head. Okay. What is the main role or roles as a pooler uh, of a leader? What is the main role of a leader? From your point of view, there is no right or wrong. Yeah, yeah the main role of a leader, I, I, I feel, is to be kind of a coach, um, mm -hmm. to help the team along um, to make them better people, uh, grow them to a point where they can um, then go off and do bigger and better things. Um, mm. And I know some people think it's about meeting your numbers and, um, you know, having the team make the leader look better, but really it's the opposite. The leader is really in charge of making the team look better, putting them in the best position to win. And then, letting them go so they can go um, create bigger and better things on their own. I love what you said right now because it's aligned with what I'm going to speak about right now as an opener to this discussion. So okay. can I can I rephrase what you said and call, for example, that and say, for example, that leadership is mainly about consistent change or consistent improvement? Can it be something like this? Yeah, definitely. Yes. 
Yeah, so for example, yes, for example, let us speak about you. You, if I remember correct, you are, are a football coach for uh, girls, young girls team, right? Yeah, that's right. Or soccer, yes. as we call it here. Yeah, soccer team. Yes, the Americans like to say soccer. Yeah. So, I assume that when you are going into these uh, these uh, trainings with your team members, one of your main goals is to make these girls physically, mentally, and emotionally, and for example, and 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 more skilled with each training, right? That's exactly right. Exactly. And also on top of all of this, one of the most important things that everybody is speaking about in the social media era is what visionary leaders, leaders, uh, the vision and all of this stuff. I have a question here right now based on the word vision and based on consistent improvement, which is supposed to be the main goal of any leader. Any leader is supposed to be there, any person. Let's let's make this clear because a lot of people can say, ah, I'm a manager, I'm not a leader. If you are leading people or managing people your goal should be always that you are making changes and that you are improving the situation for them and for the company and of course for yourself automatically this is supposed to be the main goal this is supposed to be one of the things that you are focusing on there is nothing called that i want to keep the things as they are there is nothing called i don't have a vision but this is the problem that we have today today i'm speaking every year with a lot of people in leadership roles. They are starting from managerial levels until VP level, okay, and upwards. I speak also, for example, with people who, have, uh, who are running their own businesses. The fun fact is what, if I'm speaking with someone who is running his own business, in, in, in a lot of cases, they have a vision, they are seeking consistent improvement, and, and, and. But I never spoke, and, and Mark, Mark my words, I said I never spoke with a person in a managerial or leadership role in the past years. And this person shocked me in a positive way by saying, this is my vision. This is where I want to go. And this is exactly how I'm going to use my authority to help my team and the company reach there. I never heard it. No. Isn't this shocking? Isn't this shocking, Jim? When it I is. Tell you that if, I if you go through your LinkedIn timeline and the same people are sharing that kind of thing. So what do you hear? What what, what do I hear? What's sorry? Repeat again. So if, you, if you're not hearing, if if you're hearing, uh, you mentioned how um, you don't hear what they're saying about leading their team. Oh, what I hear. Yeah. What sorry. are you hearing instead? Yes. Uh, whenever I'm speaking with anybody. In, in these roles, in big multinational companies who are having the, let's say, the, the, the finances and economy as if they are a small country. In big companies, you yeah, go and right. speak with the people there and they can tell you, uh, well, uh, I'm just here because I had to be here. Or they just promoted me and they took this job. When you speak about yeah. their vision, when you speak about their visions, there is none. Most of the time, there is none. And if somebody is listening to this episode right now, that I never talked to, maybe you had a vision and maybe, for example, you have a goal and, for, and, and you are using your power inside the company to achieve this goal. Good for you. But I'm speaking about the people that I spoke with in the past eight years. And I'm and this is my bread and butter, Jim. I'm speaking with people all the time in different positions, different companies abroad in more than 15, 20 countries. And you don't find and I'm not speaking about my clients. No, I'm speaking even the discussions with normal people. Uh, I mean, who are not your clients in leadership roles. You don't see someone say something inspirational to you. And I mean it really, not just inspirational so that you are feeling wowed by them. No, that I, I know where I want to go. And they are speaking it with decisiveness. 
and I know how to use my power to achieve to reach this uh, goal. Because most of the time, when I'm speaking with people or people ask for my advice, no matter if they are clients or non-clients, I say to them, for God's sake, use your power. You are in a leadership role. If you are right now not using this power, then why are you in this position in the first place? You are moving to this position, Jim, and then after this, you are coming to me to tell me, hey, I'm just moving as if I was just the person one year ago or two years ago before filling this position. Then why did they, that they chose you or, or move you up the career ladder? Yeah, so what do you mean by power when you say, what do you, you know, they're not using their power? Power in what sense? I will tell you. When you are going... And this is a very good question, Jim, by the way. When you are going up the career ladder, okay? Let us say, for example, you are a person operational role. And then you started becoming, let's say, a manager. And then a senior manager. And direct. What's expected is what? What's expected, I'm repeating it again, is that with every step that you are going up the ladder, you have more power. More power means what? To take decisions, okay? More power to, uh, to influence the resources, no matter if it's financial resources or headcount, all this stuff, okay? And more opportunities to make the right thing. And I want to repeat this again, more opportunities to make the right thing. It's not acceptable anymore that you come and speak with me when you are in a high leadership role to tell me, uh, unfortunately, I am not capable of doing this or that. Or for example, uh, I wish I had more power because you already have power. When exactly, the question is here, Jim, when exactly are you going to say and confess that you have power and you have to use it? When you become a CEO, so this means that we have to freeze the whole organization and freeze any initiatives and freeze any changes that can happen until a person becomes CEO so that he feels he or she that they have power, right? That's what I feel. You yeah, see the and, people there. You, sorry. I was just going to say that some. I think some people think that power means control of the team. You mean it more control of the destiny of the path where... Um, some people see in the manager sense power going down, saying, I need you to come into the office because I want to know when you're working kind of thing. Or I need you to work on this document um, and do these reports because I'm a manager and I need to show my power uh, in terms of, you know, forcing kind of uh, kind of like, I don't know, um, uh, you know, they're. You're up, they're carrying you on these big uh, chairs, like I don't know, old Egyptian times or something, and you're you're yes. whipping them to carry you forward, kind of thing. That kind of power, right? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about power, um, using that as a way to kind of clear a path, right, for the team. There's boulders in the way, so you're using your power to to bust that into shards and then plow through in that kind of sense. So 100%. you know that can take. That's. Part of that is making the decisions quickly, right? And using your influence and making sure that you're doing the right thing, the power to do the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Can I give you some examples here? For example, how to use the power in a, in a good way, exactly as you, as you said. And, and this is what I'm going to mention right now, are real life examples. Okay? You can speak with a leader. And when you're speaking with this leader, for example, this leader comes and complains. One, one of the things that he's complaining about is... Um, we have this high-level meeting with, for example, these level of executives at the company. And for the past weeks, we are not moving forward. And there is no benefit from having this meeting. It's a waste of time. So I come and ask, for example, the person who's saying this. 
what does it mean that you are saying a waste of time? If it's a waste of time and you are in this position with other people who are supposed to have the power like you, then why are you allowing it, all of you? Isn't this common sense? When, when a person is, look, I believe that each person of us, no matter if you are a junior employee or a person in a high level at the corporation, every person of us, I believe, has power. Okay, that's my belief. But let's move with the statement of a lot of people. A lot of people come when they are starting the, the, in the, their careers, they say, we don't have power. Okay, I will move with this assumption, even though I'm against it. Now you became a senior manager. Now you became a director. It's not acceptable that you are seeing things which are totally wrong or a waste of time or waste of money or waste of resources, and you keep doing them again and again. The question is, who's going to interfere? And I'm very emotional about this topic because really, we need a change. Who is going to interfere? If you are in a leadership role, let's say a director or a vice president or a senior manager, and you are coming to me and telling me, these meetings, the sequence of meetings that we are having are a waste of time. Or my team members are involved, especially the engineering teams, are involved in a sequence of back-to-back -back meetings all the time, and this is damaging their productivity, and they cannot focus. Who's going to change? Who's going to come right now and interfere and say, guys, there is something wrong, and we need to change what's happening here? Mm. I'm really looking. If you, if you see something against what I'm saying, Jim, just tell me. No, I don't. Um... It, you, you're exactly right as well. It's it's standing up for your team can sometimes be difficult, but that's when you need to show your power the most. If um, you see something kind of going awry, one example I use is is um, from experience was working with setting our annual goals. They want to just and I've, I've told the story before, I think, but they uh, in a corporate world they want to just push down the goals and say, you know, you got to do these basic goals. I push back and say these. This doesn't necessarily help our team. If we work on these goals every day, we're not getting our job done. And really pushing back and using your influence to say this is what will actually help our team. And by the way, I want to make sure there's a growth goal in there and that kind of stuff. So we've talked about that before on previous episodes about goal setting. But it's important to kind of push back on those kind of narratives of um, I want to do what's best for my team and you know use your power for for in a positive way kind of thing to bring that about um and i see it a lot too in terms of um when it comes to diversity and inclusiveness um you know even if you you hear some comments or people make jokes or um you notice that there's there's some kind of um bias or discrimination going on you got to speak up and you got to say it it's like this is we're, we're making this a better place for um you know your kids for your daughters for my daughters for, for my son we want to make everything inclusive and make sure everybody has the same opportunity that we have as well and that's really when it's critical to kind of speak up and um and sometimes uh they, they look at you better when you show kind of show that power of hey i'm speaking up and i'm speaking my mind um and this is why i think it's a good thing and um they take notice of that and that actually it comes in in good corporations those will be uh welcomed and listened to and then you know even if they they don't actually um actionize those um you can do your best to use your influence to try to actionize something start a group or um start some kind of um challenge um for for whatever you're trying to do and then 
if you're still getting resistance, maybe it's time to find another place that will listen to your ideas. Um, uh, but make it clear that, you know, what you show is acceptable and, and um, use your influence and your strength and your power because everybody has power. That's one of the things I, I taught my girls with um, the soccer team was everybody on the field can be a, a, a leader. Everybody on the field is a leader. The defender is just as important as a forward and use that, you know, your strengths, use your power in that position to, to help the team move forward um, and, you know, to do the best that they can so they can be the best in that game. Maybe you'll win the game, maybe you won't, but at least you're going to know that I did what I needed to do in that role to help everybody move forward. Right. And so, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying, but it takes a lot of strength and a lot of purpose and a lot of focus to know what you want to be and, and how you want to lead that team. If, if this is the case, I want here to come and add something. If, if you are right now listening to this episode and you are a person who don't have a vision regarding where you are supposed to take your team and how, for example, you can make the, or, or let us say, change the mindset of yourself, you yourself and the team and make, for example, consistent change something which is happening each day. If this is not your mindset, if you don't have a vision and you are not aiming for consistent improvement and consistent change, and you are not willing to use your power, then you are in the wrong place. And this is the problem, Jim. The more that we are filling our corporations with people who are just taking it, hey, I'm just in this position because somehow a miracle happened in this world and I became in this position because it was open, because they wanted to fill it or whatever, whatever it is. You know how, how they fill the positions inside corporations, no matter if it's high or low. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm an American, I became here and I just want to spend my time here, earn my money, finish my career in a good way without troubles with anybody. You are in the wrong place. And I urge you to rethink your strategy. And I know that if a lot of people listening to this episode right now are honest with themselves, they will rethink their strategy. Because the number of people who I can say really that they are true leaders or really using their places to help the company and the team and to make this place a better place for the new generations like your daughter and kids and mine are very few. So it cannot happen that everybody who's listening to this episode can say, yes, it's true. It's me. I, I, I'm the good guy. No, let's stop this uh, story. Let's stop this song. Okay. Let's face the things. Let's face the reality. Let's speak the truth. Yes. No, a lot of people in positions, they don't know why we're here. They just came there. They are waiting for somebody to tell them what they do and they want to keep everything fine which is not enough anymore, not enough. That, yeah. And by the way, just to explain something, the, and I will come to you with a question afterwards. Uh, one of the main problems why we are having, one of the main reasons why we have this issue in the first place is the selection process. You can't just come and select a person to managerial role and upwards and just fill, uh, take them because you like them or because you, they are matching your style or because, for example, let us say you saw their performance is good or, or, or there are a lot of things. And I spoke about this in one of the previous articles. I don't need to repeat this anymore. But what I'm trying to say is when you are pulling these people to these roles, you have to, from the beginning, to ask a logic question. What's your vision for the people? Why are you, why are you willing to be in this place? For God's sake, listen, ask the right questions. If you are, let's say, a director or a, a vice president trying to hire a director or a senior manager or something, for God's sake, ask the right questions. And don't just fill the place. Ask the right questions and wait to hear the right answer, not just to ask a question and check mark. No, 
I, if you ask the right question, it's impossible that you have this caliber of, of, of managers and, and inside our corporations in the meantime. Which makes me right now come to you with a question, Jim. Okay. You spoke a lot in, in five minutes ago. You spoke about, uh, and you repeated the word influence, uh, to use their influence, if you remember. Do you believe, and I want your honest opinion, and we agreed before this discussion that we will speak honestly with each other. No sugar coating. The things as they are. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you really believe that we have, are you, let's say, a lot of leaders? Let's, I, I will try to be the, the diplomatic when I'm posing the question at least so that, I'm not, so that you are not biased. Do you believe that a lot of people or a lot of leaders inside companies possess influence? Do I believe they possess influence? Yes. I think everybody possesses influence. It's how well you use it, right? Um, and I know that's something that um, I've been guilty of in the past is not optimizing my my influence. Um, and uh, it's something that I've, I've, I've had in, I've had a lot of great managers. I've been fortunate to have a lot of cool managers that are in the same position I am where they've really tried to like help me out and grow. Um, and one of them told me, you need to work on your influence here to help your team out because it, it is, it's, it's so key. And um, you have influence over, over your team, obviously, because, uh, but it's not real true influence um, if it's just like you need to do this or else I'm going to give you a poor grade on your report or I'm going to fire you or something, right? That's not true influence. We're, we're talking influence in terms of, um, you know, positive motivation, getting someone to do something because they feel it's right kind of thing because yeah. you've been kind of convinced someone properly to do it. Uh, in my experience, um, I think most people use the the power part of influence to kind of force things through without working on figuring out why it's, uh, it's capable or why, why you should be doing it. Um, it's something I'm still working on now, even learning on better uh, in, you know, uh, studying different influence tactics and all that. Um, and, you know, going back to your question about why would leaders, why are leaders doing this? Why are they taking a managerial role in the first place? Um, I bet if we're all honest with ourselves, especially the first one is probably because it's more money, um, mm -hmm. because it gives us a sense of more power, um, uh, sense of accomplishment. Um, that's probably top at everybody's mind if we're really honest with ourselves. Um, and what you're suggesting is it, it should be more because I think we, we're doing the right thing. I'm the right person to lead this team because I believe in the cause and I believe in what we're doing. And I believe that this team can get to the promised land and they need me to lead it. And that's if you that's really hard to, to find those kind of people. But to your point, if you're asking the right questions, you can get there and find who they are. And it's going to take some it could take some time to find that person as well. You know, um, and. Yeah, how do you find someone that has the the right tools for influence and knows how to implement them to get that done is really tricky, um, especially if you're not good at it yourself. You know, um, I'm still reading up on it, reading books on it, and um, trying to really grasp that kind of science behind it um, and putting it into use. So there's tools and tactics. You know, I'm an engineer. I'm get to the point kind of guy, and that's not yeah. very influential. Yeah. So um it 
unless I'm dealing with other engineers, but um, really it's, there's way you say things and, and how you preface things and, uh, and all that. But anyway, that's, that's kind of uh, how I look at it. And um, most of the people I talk to, they have the influence. They're just not utilizing it in the best way um, really across the board. Um, they just kind of accept things. Um, I'm working on a project now where it's, there was one thing where they said, Hey, let's, uh, uh, we need these parts for a project. Uh, but production needs them first because we have sales, uh, orders that need these. And they just kind of accepted said, okay, well, I guess they get them first. And then I said, hold up, let's actually think about this. If we don't get our parts, our project is delayed. And if our project is delayed, now we can't earn, you know, this many dollars a week. So actually let's kind of compare our value versus that value of the sales order. And now let's let the, the team, the, the business management group decide the priority of the parts in that kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping leaders kind of um, identify that actually we have influence here and there is something that can be done instead of just accepting the, the norm the, that's been the way for a while, because we're all trying to get to the same place and be more profitable. But sometimes, you know, you have to prioritize your risks and prioritize uh, where you're going to take a hit. Are we going to do it now or are we going to do it later? What's the cost um, in both time and effort? And uh, and most of the time it's, you know, business speak, it's money. So you got to help realize where your influence is and take advantage of those opportunities to influence and use your power for good. This is This is one of the issues by itself. Uh, here, here, let, let me build on what you said. Uh, uh, if you have an honest look regarding any person in managerial role inside a company, especially the people who came just by coincidence, because by the way, this is a killer that you go and ask a person in a managerial role, uh, why are you here? And you hear something like, well, it was opened, I took it. It was opened, I just said, why not? This is the worst yeah. thing that you can hear. The worst thing. And you will hear it a lot. But let's speak about something else. This person took this position. If they, what they will have, of course, influence is a big word. And usually, I start discussing with people by defining exactly how the word, what the word influence means, in order that we start the discussion on a common ground. Okay, because it's something like uh, 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 looks like a generic word, like leadership, a word that you cannot catch. You understand what I'm speaking about? Like a soap. So anyway. Uh, but but let's but let's leave this topic of the definition of influence aside. Let's keep it aside right now. A lot of people, when they are in managerial roles and they start, for example, exerting influence, part sub part of their influence is supposed to be how much they have exposure and connected and respected by other teams and leaders in other departments, because this will help you in your day to day business and will help your team members also. Right. Okay, and here's the check. Go and ask any person that you know in a managerial role, how many good connections do you have around the company with different people in every department? Do you have even one or two key players that you are connected with in a good way that you can raise the phone to ask them something in these departments, but they are not supposed to be people who are not in power. They are supposed to be people at least that can move something. I'm not saying super powerful. I'm saying that can move something, that can do something. I don't want yeah. you to call somebody that you know in another department and say, ah, I can't, sorry, as we hear all the time. No, 
I want to hear somebody who will try to put your uh, his hand or her hand with you uh, 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 with you hand in hand. And then, for example, you start speaking together about how to get the things done or how, for example, to move something forward. So the question is, how many people that you ever heard in your life or ever knew in your life, sorry, in any corporation uh, that you worked at or, for example, uh, advise them, uh, for example, in your current career right now as a uh, as an advisor for uh, external advisor, how many of these people you went to and said, wow, these people are really, really expanding their influence outside of their team. And they are trying to use this in a positive way to help the company and the team. How many? Yeah, it's kind of rare. Ten uh, percent. Let's go with that. And it's something that I learned early on. Um, you know, right out of college with an engineering degree, and I I, I learned that um, make friends with the IT guy, not the IT department head, but with the IT guy, the one that actually they send out to work on your, at the time, computer PC. Um, cause, uh, and it's good. And it's beyond just reaching out when you want something, it's reaching out ahead of time or reaching out in, in between times and just, Hey, exactly. let's have lunch and let's become friends and all that stuff. And, and it's funny, you know, if you have good connections, when things go wrong and you're asking for a favor, if they jump up and say, I got you kind of thing then you know exactly. you've made a good connection. 100% correct. Can I tell you something that I was about to add based on what you said right now? You know, I, I used to say to the people, there is a small test that you can do right now. A very small test that everybody, I'm speaking about the huge majority of people now, not the managerial roles, okay? If I call you right now and you are working at your at a company and you are at any role, not a manager, any role, and I called you and I said right now, hey, uh, 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 I, I saw a position inside the company and I would like to get connected with somebody to talk to this person about this position inside your company or ask something. Not to take anything, a uh, favorable position or something. No, just I want to uh, hand them the CV or, for example, uh, 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 speak with them about some information regarding this one before applying. Yeah. Are you going to be capable of saying to this person, yes, sure, I have? And are you really going to have someone or it's just that you're going to go on the directory and search for somebody and say, hey, I have someone? No, I'm speaking about real one. For example, like Jim, I call Jim, for example, and say, hey, Jim, I have someone who wants to ask about something right now from uh, outside the company. And I know that you are the right person to answer him. Can you please answer him? Or worst case scenario, I know that you're going to show me the right person to reach out to. Yeah, right. And most of the time, I'm not speaking about people in leadership roles. Even if you start, I mean, the ladder. And you start asking somebody in their in other com some people in other companies, they will tell you, sorry, we are living in a box. We don't have any relationship with people outside of the area that we are uh, working at each day. I'm an engineer. I know the three, four, ten, uh, five, six, ten people in my team. And I know my boss. And maybe, for example, the boss of my boss. That's all. But do you know the other people? No. Do you, uh, uh, and in case if yes, do you know the other people? Yes. Okay. Do you have really... Good connection with them ahead, as you said exactly, Jim. So that later on, if worst case scenario, something bad happened, you, this person can come and tell you, I got your back, as you said. It rarely happens. Let's stick to your plan. I will be optimistic to say 10%, even though I think it's far less, but I will go with the 10%. And yeah. this is the problem. Yeah. And, and by the way, to finalize this point, a big part of leadership is influence. Influencing your team influencing sideways the people for example in other roles other departments who are in the same level uh, like you or above and influencing the people above you so there are three layers 
Don't come right now as a manager and be very happy. Ah, now I have more money. I will have, for example, more power because power is not influenced, by the way, as we spoke before, but I have yeah. more power and I can push my people right now to do something. Or I can maybe, if I'm good enough, I can influence my people to do something. This is not enough. This is not enough. And this is exactly, and I'm shocked that we are sitting at the, at the year of 2023 in this era where the knowledge and information is available to everyone and every person can develop themselves. And in this era, we are still having problems accumulated from 50, 70 years ago. The situation is getting worse regarding management and leadership hmm. and regarding culture. So if the things are getting worse, hey, maybe someone is doing something wrong. That's the normal question. Yeah, well, and why, why do you think that is? I mean, well, to your point, I want to say that you're right, and, and influence is reciprocal. So um, if you truly care about someone that you're connecting with um, sideways, upwards, downwards, um, it's reciprocal when they reach out, do what you can, even if it's simply saying, I can't help you, but here's who I've used before to help me with this, or even just saying, sorry, I can't help you. I wish I could. And, you know, connecting, you know, seeing if you can connect to someone else. But um, I, I'm curious why that shift is a way, or if there even was a shift, if it's always been this way of not using influence in the proper way and just plowing through with power. Is it, do you think it's like social media movies where it's the managers looked as someone that everybody else kind of fears and, um, um, but in the movies, the manager always has the power and the smarts and they always know exactly what they need to do. And then, so that's who people kind of model themselves, new managers, uh, model themselves after they think I'm a manager, I'm leading a global team. I got to make sure that I know exactly what these people are doing 24 seven, make them work long hours because that's the only way I know to be successful, um, and how to show my power. Um, I don't know. Or is it something that's uh, come down from, you know, the in industrial age, the manufacturing age? I think you just put this in a, one of your um, awesome newsletters um, yes, in, in previous podcasts was about in the production age where if, you know, you have to do eight hours of work to produce eight hours worth of product. And if you're only doing seven hours, you're not being successful you know, in the industrial age. But now these days we, we, we've carried that forward, even though you're not, it's not a matter of effort in this kind of standpoint. It's about, um, it, it's about results. Um, it, it's about, you know, uh, being focused on what you need to do on, you know, your next best move and, you know, uh, value, the value that you bring, working on value instead of just working to work, right? Um, I don't know. What do you think uh, this, this kind of comes from? Uh, I believe that the first problem that we have comes from, uh, from the positive illusion bias. And this is one of the episodes that I released here and also written in the newsletter. By the way, to any person who is listening to this podcast episode right now, uh, uh, I created a new newsletter, as you know, two, three months ago. It's bi-weekly on LinkedIn. And a lot of these episodes, a lot of these uh, uh, articles that I released on LinkedIn, that anybody can follow, by the way, if they want. It's called the Workplace Transformation Lab. A lot of these uh, articles, I transform them 
into a podcast episode and release them here also. So, so a lot of people who listen to the previous podcast episodes here, they know that I was speaking about the, the positive illusion bias. Uh, one of the fundamentals of the positive illusion bias is that uh, they, they, there's something called the above average effect that the people believe that they are above average. If I believe that I'm above average, and I was giving statistics and research in the article itself. So anybody who wants to get the statistics or some information or the source of the research, you can go and see the article, the written article. Okay. So above average makes you, everybody of us feel, or the majority of the people feel, hey, I am above the average. For example, let's say uh, I'm nominated to a leadership role or a managerial role right now. What will happen exactly as follows. It's normal, it's, it's normal. And especially if you are not hunting for this one for the right reasons. I promise you, uh, Jim, if you are hunting for the leadership role for the right reasons, you will have the courage and confidence at the beginning. But if this is not there, okay? And even, uh, but if, if this is not there from the beginning and you are just there for any reason or for the wrong reasons, a lot of time will be self-doubt and fear which will be still there if you are doing the things for the right reasons, but the level of fear and self-doubt will be less. Because deep inside of you, you will, be, you will feel what? I'm doing the things for the right reasons. And because I'm doing it for the right reasons, uh, exactly as if you are fighting for a good cause. You feel that you will have the energy to do the things in the right way. You will find the way. Versus when you are saying, I'm neutral, or I'm just here because I'm here. You understand? So yeah. a lot of people, when they, because we have a lot of people, as we spoke before, taking this position, these positions, because they just found themselves there, they start, the first thing which happens is what I'm concerned. Am I going to be a good manager or not? And then the next thing which happens is what is that they start saying to themselves, hey, wait a second, my colleagues here managed it. I can manage it too. I don't think that I'm bad. If At least if they evaluate themselves, they will evaluate themselves based on this theory that I told you in psychology as just above average. They will not say we are perfect, but they say, I think that I'm above average. Okay. And then they start their work. The corporations do one of two things. The corporates do one of two things. Either they tell you, hey, Jim, congratulations, you are a manager and we are tight on time at the meantime, so go and wing it by yourself. Or, okay. or option two is that they come to you and say, Jim, you are uh, uh, congratulations, you are a managerial, in a managerial role right now. Let's give you uh, two or three days or five days training about leadership and how to lead a team and all of this stuff. And this is never enough. Yeah. This is the wrong start. I, 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 let's ask a question. And I wrote this in one of the articles. How many of us, when you were in, an employee, uh, how many of, of, the, of any person, I'm asking even the people who are listening to this episode, how many times you attended a, 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 a creative thinking uh, uh, training, a strategic thinking training? And after you finish them, what did you do? If you are super amazing in applying what you, what you learned, you will take one maybe or two uh, tips from what you learned, and you start saying, I want to start uh, uh, applying them in my real life. But here's the problem. In the corporate life, when you are applying them in the real life, the inertia is huge. Yeah. Because first, you are not used to these habits and behaviors. And second, everybody around you is not used and the environment is not supporting this change that you want to do. So one week or two, one month, you will forget about it. You'll forget about it. And then you move on. And as long as you are not fired, you will think I'm doing fine. As long <laughs> as there are nobody is coming and, and, and the people are not complaining, I'm doing fine. And then we deceive ourselves. And then at the end, what do you have? You have later in the company, step by step, a layer of directors, a layer of VPs who are there just for the money. 
just for the stock option, just because they are there, because they cannot take any position by, uh, uh, less. They are just there because they are there. And I know a lot of people listening to this episode right now, they know that they are like this. And I urge you, if you are like this and listening to this episode, please try to play the game in a different way or else step back. No, no, I will not say step back because it's impossible for you to leave everything that you are uh, accumulating at the meantime, the power, the money. I will not say it. It's unrealistic. But I will say try to look at the future. Try to look, for example, that maybe one time we want to do something better for our kids. The numbers are scary in every aspect, not only, by the way, where I speak about uh, 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 disengagement at the corporations, bad management and bad leadership. OK, we are speaking also about what obesity, something not relevant to corporate world directly, but obesity. The numbers in key areas which are impacting our well-being, our happiness, our happiness at home, our happiness at work are going up and up and up with, with time and with technology. So. What we are supposed to do right now should we keep going and going and going or should we make a stop and start saying no someone has to stop these things and it starts and the starting point is the person before even the corporation the person is the starting point because at the end if the corporation is not supporting you let's say somebody got you in a leader a managerial role and put you there and the corporation ignored to make the right thing to help you you either have to ask to be supported in the right way and when they are offering you something to support you, if you are not believing that this can really support you and make a difference, don't take it. Don't just check box from the company. Try to make the things right. Because what you are doing right now is far more important than earning 100K or 200K. You are right now paving the way of the future of this place and the company. And maybe one day your kid, your boy or girl, after 10 years will join this company and we'll see it in a disastrous condition because nobody did something. Yeah. Of course, I know that I'm speaking in a, in, a, in a role model way. Okay. And a lot of people will say, ah, okay, this is very idealistic. But what's the problem if every one of us is trying to be a role model? Isn't this what we are doing everything for? Isn't this the reason why when you are speaking with anybody, Jim, they are telling to you all the time, I'm doing this because I want to help my family. I want this for my kids. I want to be a, a, a role model for my family. This is a part of being a role model for your family, for your kids. It's not only based on payments. It's not only based on putting them in school, covering their university, all of this stuff. No, your, your kids to see you in a position that you are saying, no, I will stand up for something. I will fight to get it done. I have a vision is 10 times more inspiring than just getting them the next PlayStation or putting them, for example, at the university and that's all. And, and 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 a lot of or getting them the latest iphone no right. we need more role models in our life at the meantime we need every one of us to look at himself or herself and to say i want truly to be a role model in every action that i do to my kids and role model is not that i have to get them a new car or for example that i have to get them the latest iphone this will not work these things will fade away you will buy a new iphone at the meantime okay after two years there's a new iphone and you go and get a new iphone for them Okay, they will go to the university, they will finish it, and they will continue, and they will go to the corporate world. Is this university education was the super duper thing that helped them in their lives? No. We all know that a lot of things that we learned at the university were not relevant to what's happening in real life. Yeah, so I, I love your passion on this. Yeah. yeah, I love your passion on this, and a lot of it is long, short-term versus long-term, and that's a tough struggle to do with... Um, 
nobody wants to take that time to, to look at the long term and, and figure out what is this supposed to look like, right? Um, and when you have kids, you, you do a lot of long term looking, but then you have to try to balance what you're doing in the short term as well. So what can I do in the short term to get to the long term? And what is the ultimate goal that we're trying to do here? And I have an affirmation every morning that's, you know, I'm building a business my daughters will be proud of kind of thing where it's like, let's be a role model, not just to my own kids, but also to external companies as well and stand up for what you, what you believe in and uh, work with people that, that um, you feel will also move your cause forward as well. And yeah, it's, and when you, when you see things that are going, going sideways or aren't going the way that you think they should be, point it out, call it out, figure out a way to um, get it moving in the right direction. A lot of cases, some people don't realize that it's going in that way, you know? Um, and so you have to uh, maybe use your influence um, to help bring that change about that you're looking for, right? Um, and uh, and like you said, it's it's, you're not going to learn anything in one sitting. You're not going to learn anything from one book. There is no one way to do it. Um, there's no one way to be an effective leader and to be a manager. Um, like I said at the very beginning, it's just an improvement. Change up what you do with your team um, in order to get the most out of you. Change up what you're dealing with executives uh, based on company culture, based on um, how they uh, manage people. Yes, sir. Can I, can I interrupt you? Sorry. Can you repeat what you said? Because uh, the line was uh, cutting. There was uh, uh, connections. So can you repeat the last thing that you said? Yeah, sure. I was saying that um, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, um, leadership is consistent change, consistent improvement. There's no way to do it. And you, you have to manage people differently. Um, you you have to figure out that way to manage people differently, whether it's it's um, executives that you're working with or, um, you know, the, the, the worker bees, um, the people that are getting the, the, the actual tasks done. There's different ways of working with people. Um, and you got to try to figure out how to get the most out of them. And that's, you know, use your influence in the best way possible in order to get that done. And a lot of that requires actually, listening to people, talking to people, connecting with them, um, and just understanding what what makes them tick, what motivates them. Some people it is money, um, and some people it is um, they want to make the world a better place. Um, so you, you, you try to figure out, all right, if you – what would more money get you? And when they say, well, it'll get me a bigger house and a nicer car, you say, why is that? Right. And you try to dive a little bit deeper into that. Can I interrupt you here? Can of I interrupt course. you? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to anybody who is listening to this episode or watching this episode, because uh, as, you, as you saw by yourself, there were some, uh, let's say, uh, uh, disturbance in the line uh, in what was Jim saying, but we hope that, that, that you got what he was speaking about. Okay. What I wanted to, to interrupt you for is to say, Jim, that, by the way, a lot of people believe that money is versus uh, having a vision or, for example, having uh, what's called uh, being a role model. It's not against. 
It's not a game. You can a person, you can be a person who is willing to make a lot of money, be a millionaire, but at the yep. same time have something that you stand up for, that you stand for, have a vision, willing, for example, to make the world a better place. They are not contradicting. You can do both. But at the meantime, I see a lot that a lot of people say, hey, I'm in it for the money. No, it doesn't. You don't have to choose one side. You can do both. Yeah, it's right. time. Exactly. It's, it's, it's time right now that the people step up. Really, it's time right now that any person who is in a managerial role inside any company in any level to step up and use your power in the right way. And don't come and tell me, I, I don't know what, what vision I have for the team, for, for the department, for the company. Don't tell me I just came by coincidence. Tell me I came here for a reason. God put you there for a reason. So use it in the right way. You understand? Mm -hmm. Use your power to make their lives better, to make the company win. So that's why we're not speaking only about the, the team. We're speaking the company win. Use your power to do the right things. You understand? Yeah. And some, some person can come and tell me, what is the right thing? Because this the word right thing is uh, depending on each person's point of view. All of us, all of us know what should happen and what is the right thing, but we try to ignore because of the external pressures. Yeah, all of us. you're exactly right. And, and like you said, um, and my point wasn't that money, seeking money, more money is bad. It's it's because uh, money is an evil. It's it's the the the. the it's how you use it, right? That matters. It's kind of like, um, I'll go back to soccer. I, I remember just a couple months ago, I was working with one-on-one with, with a, a player and I asked them what their goal is for the next year's high school season. And she hemmed and hawed and, you know, well, to win. I was like, well, but what can you influence? And I was getting at a specific point. And eventually I got her to say, I want to score more goals. You know, she's really humble girl. She's really super polite and nice. I was like, that is a, that you, you're okay to say that because you scoring more goals means your team is, is, you know, in a better position Winning, to win. Better position, hopefully. Right? Yeah. So I was like, so now you concentrate on why, you know, what you need to do to make it so that you're a better goal scorer kind of thing. Right. So yes. some people seek money because it puts them in a position where now I can concentrate more on, uh, I have the freedom now to, to help build what I want to build to to make the world a better place to 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 make um, this place a, a uh, an environment where my kids will be um, accepted or will be have an easier time like this is the what I want to build with them kind of thing so um, it, it it matters in that case you know go score those goals um, but not because you want to be the best you know you you want that MVP but because you're going to put your team in the best position to 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 exactly. win. Exactly. And when it comes outside of the story of the of the girl in the soccer team, exactly. You will help your team and the corporate to win. And you will help also, for example, your company to win. And you will be in a very good position at the company and you will win also. So everybody will be happy. At the meantime, the final thing that I want anybody to be listening uh, 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 to this discussion right now to take away with them as an outcome is that you have more power and authority more than you think to change the situation inside your team, your department, inside the company. But you are not using it in the right way. That's what I want the people to understand who are in managerial role. No matter if you are a manager, senior manager, director, VP, you have more power than you can imagine to change the situation. 
And if you are letting it go, then you are just the, the downgrading yourself. Or for example, going backwards three, four steps to be, for example, at the beginning of the career hierarchy. And by the way, again, I'm repeating, this is not an excuse because I believe that anybody should have power to change something, even if you are a junior at a company. But I'm just moving with the flow of what the people say. When I go up the career ladder, I will have power. Okay, you went up. Where's your vision? Where's your power? How did you use it? Don't come and tell me the situation is as it is. I hate these meetings. I hate what we are doing regarding this one. I hate this vision because I don't believe in it. Talk. You are in this position to talk, to change, to act, to form allies based on your influence with other people in order that you are changing something. That's what you are there for. That's why they are paying you money for. As simple as that. Yeah. That's all, Jim, what I wanted to say. Yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And if you're being stubborn because it's, uh, well, this is the way we've always done it. I, I think that's a sign of weakness in leaders of, well, this is the way we've always done it. So we're going to keep plowing through this way, even though we know it's not effective, even though there might be a more productive way to do this. There might be a more efficient way to do this. You know, leaders always need to look for efficiency and, and all that. And that comes with time. You got to give it patience. Um, if you're a leader of other leaders of other, if you're managing other managers, give them time to kind of grow into the world, figure out what works. Um, give them guidance as to, Hey, did you think about this? You know, think about it outside of the box. Um, kind of thing. It's, it, it takes, certainly takes time and there's no one right way to do it. But if you're standing still just doing it because, well, that's what the training told me to do it, or that's what the company culture is, or that's the way the previous manager did it. I think that's uh, kind of a lazy way out. Um, and that makes you more of a weak manager. And, um, just, just to be honest and upfront about it, that's my opinion on it is you're not doing what's best for your team. You're just kind of running through the motions and maybe you're not really in it for the right reasons. Exactly. I'm happy that we had this discussion, Jim, and really I hope that the people can get a message. There is no, there are no actionable items, uh, 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 from this discussion it's just that we are trying to make a mind shift as simple as that from this discussion today specifically so i hope that this is exactly what reaches the people i hope that we, that this discussion can trigger every person who want to be a leader or on a leadership role to start questioning themselves and what they're doing in the past years and why they are doing what they are doing that's what i hope for as an outcome from this discussion and i'm really thanking you for being here today I know that you are starting your day in America. We're almost uh, finishing our day here in uh, Germany. Thank you for being here, Jim. And I look forward, of course, to one of our uh, upcoming discussions again and the Leadership Uncensored series. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for bringing the passion. And uh, uh, I, I, loved, uh, I loved talking to you about this. And um, I, I really hope uh, and I know that people will take uh, what we've talked about and think about it internally. And, and really put some thought to it. So thanks, thanks for uh, bringing it up. And uh, yeah, this was a fun discussion. Thank you, Jim. Talk to you again very soon. My pleasure.